Here's the thing. I know Kung Fu. Show me. We'll give it a shot. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome. Uh, and forgive the sound quality. We are trying Skype for the first time. I'm Tracy Carlson, and I am on with a very special guest, my brother, Price. Hi. <laughs> He's calling in from Brooklyn because he is much cooler than me. And uh, so we're actually very lucky to have him on because he has better things to do. I have a lot of better things to do. There's a lot happening uh, in my apartment currently. Uh, I'm sweating profusely because we don't have central air. Uh, and my lovely wife just gave me some ice cream. So things in Brooklyn are as cool as you might imagine. Exactly. His wife is actually cooler than him, which is even... I didn't know it was possible to be cooler than my brother, but she found someone cooler than him. And we all think that he doesn't deserve her, so... Yes, it's uh, as we long were... as as long as my parents' payments keep showing up in her uh, bank account, I'm sure things will progress <laughs> nicely. Exactly. So here's why uh, we've got Price. Uh, Daniel is visiting his uh, mom in um, San Antonio, who's having some surgery, and we wish her all the best and all the love in the world. And also. He acknowledged that Price and I have had this love affair with the Matrix for as long as the Matrix has been around. And so who better to discuss the Matrix 4 with me than Price? Yeah, and I am absolutely thrilled to be joining one of my favorite podcasts. This is, a, this is the first time on a podcast for me, so I'm a little nervous. I'm filling in for Dan, which is, has big shoes to fill. Uh, he does so, wear a size you know, 14. He wears a size 14. You guys have a great uh, <laughs> banter that I'll try to replicate as best I can. But I feel like I'm at least as nerdy as Dan is. So I feel like I can handle that part of it. For sure. I just don't quite, I don't quite have the like talking to the, uh, to the, uh, the masses here who aren't in front of me. So I'll, I'll try to get the hang of it. No, you're good. You're good. I, I was only on one podcast uh, before I did this one, and you really just kind of have to, I don't know, just imagine imagine they're all there, out there listening. I mean, we, I don't even know how many people listen. Three? Four? Yeah. We have Cactus Music. We love them. They listen. Uh, yeah, you know, Cactus Music was the first place I found uh, the Impossibles album, which is one of my all-time favorite bands, which is a local Austin band. And the only place I could get it was Cactus Music. So always had a soft spot in my heart for Cactus. Uh, and since it's just Cactus listening and me, when I listen to this <laughs> after we're done recording, I'll just say hi, Cactus. <laughs> and she'll say hi right back. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I yeah. guess I've, I've listened to enough podcasts. I feel like I know what to say. Please, guys out there subscribe, rate us, leave us a leave us a review and I think I've pretty much become a podcast host now. You are you are actually an, an official podcast host. We are all everywhere not seen this pod uh, not seen this pod.com. Um, all social media is not seen this pod and if you are an iTunes person, please rate and review us with a written review because it helps the um, algorithm because Apple is a a cold bitch. Um, yeah, but we love all of our listeners. We love, uh, the reviews we're getting on Facebook and, 
just any sort of interaction with you is good, even if it's um, strange, possibly sexual. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, we never know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's early on. I say any kind of review, uh, whether it's kind of a predatory or sexual, is welcome. Indeed. Uh, and then as we kind of get bigger, I feel like you guys can start filtering out kind of the the ones that you the ones that you prefer. But right now, this is what I'm saying. Good publicity. This is what I'm saying, which is why we have not banned the guy that keeps sending us pictures of James Cameron's dick. Hey. Um, okay, so let's talk about the Matrix Four. What was your first like? Give me like for real. Don't don't hold back. Like when you saw the Matrix Four, what did you say? Like what did your gut say? Uh, holy shit was the first thing that I said. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think it took me a second that you know I'm I'm on Twitter a lot, and I guess there's always like clickbait articles that suggest that like a, a sequel is being made to Indiana Jones because like somebody at a convention asked a former screenwriter if it was in the works and they said, yeah, they'd have interest at some point. And like that all of a sudden becomes a clickbait headline of Indiana Jones five is on the way. So like when you first see it, you're like, yeah, sure. Right. But then you started paying attention and it's like, whoa, like variety is, is, is saying this, this isn't like a, you know, some buried like uh link at the bottom of, you know, coming soon.net, like it's actual outlets were delivering this. So exactly. I think the, the, the first thing was just a holy shit moment. And then I think, I don't know. I think I had to be like, wait a second. Is this going to be good? Question mark. What was yeah. your thought? Um, okay. So I saw it. My first reaction was that I predicted it because I no lie had this whole, after I'd seen John wick, I, for some reason, was having these dreams about the Matrix 4, and I think it was because I love I love the very, very, very end of Matrix Revolutions, where the little girl comes out, and she makes the sunrise, and she goes, for Neo, and then she's like, will we ever see him again? And the Oracle's like, I, um, I have a feeling we will, or something like that, and uh, she has the whole conversation with the architect, who I love, and... I think I had that my brain turned that into like, you're going to, there, there'll be another matrix. I don't know. So then when I saw that, I was like, Oh, okay. So I'm psychic and they're doing another matrix. That's awesome. Um, I think that they set it up. Here's what I think. I think that they set it up to where if they wanted to star Wars style, do sequels, they've already set it up in two and three uh, in Reloaded and Revolutions to explain Neo coming back. You'll have to explain that to me because I because I didn't know that. Ne I mean, it didn't occur to me that Neo could come back. I know that oh, there was yeah. kind of the, the the loop of the one, right? But, but I actually. But who's to say that ahead. it's not? Who's to say that it's not him every time? Yeah, but then it, then it loses it, – it, that part of it lost some of the uniqueness to being the specialness of, of Neo himself. And I thought that was kind of what was the – one of the many points buried in, in the architect's kind of first speech is when he kind of says, interesting, you, you, you figured that out faster than the others, suggesting that like Neo was the one that was different, right? The one right. was just a part of the – was just a part of the system for all the prior six – ones and then neo was kind of the first of the ones to break the wheel to steal from game of thrones like to break that chain 
And so I guess I have a hard time understanding how he could come back again when he seemed to be the anomaly. Well, okay, so it could be I have this article from um shit. I did didn't copy. Okay, well I for I will put where I got the article from cuz I maybe it's on my desktop. Um and it's not doesn't matter. I'll come back to it. But this article has uh, four suggestions on how it could work. Okay. Um, one of them is uh, there was um, when Neo when Neo succumbs to his injuries and dies, he's carried by the machines to Machine City, which further paints him as a Christ-like figure. You know, he's got his arms outspread and they're carrying him. Um, but rather than his ascension, what we're seeing is seemingly his transcendence beyond the physical form. So we could surmise that he's moved on to a fully enlightened state, but the door is left open for a return. So his consciousness could be in the machine world. He could come back as software, I guess. I don't, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know about Trinity. That's the one that I can't figure out. So he, that's true. Okay. So here's another one. Neo has already died once. If you think about it, that's fair. He died in the matrix and he came back. So, um, it could be that, uh, the Oracle and the Oracle had predicted that. So it could be that death is no barrier to him at all because he's the one and has all the powers that come with it. They keep talking about the Christ metaphor, you know, that Christ comes back and all that. Um, I personally just on a, on a religious note, think that if Christ actually came back today, he would be immediately murdered. It wouldn't even be like two seconds. We'd be like, no. Yeah, it w- it wouldn't be quite as smooth a transition as if Neo probably came back. But <laughs> I, don't I, I guess think so. Um, I, I guess the, the the hard part, and I think what what part of what doomed Reloaded and Revolutions, at least for me, in in some sense, is that there's you know the the first Matrix has such a like your your kind of vulnerable hero right where where Neo is very vulnerable the entire movie until effectively the very last moment when he to your point is uh brought back to life like other than that right. you're always kind of worried about Neo especially when he's against Smith like you're always concerned that that he's the underdog and then once it kind of got into 2 and 3 where you knew he couldn't really be hurt you were kind of like why am i watching all these fights like the, like there's nothing there's no stakes for him and so I guess if he comes back, I don't really know what 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 his point is. Is he coming like they've kind of come to this agreement, uh, but it, seemingly at the end of revolutions between the humans and the machines, like, is he supposed to come back and be like, nah, fuck that, man. Let's forget that deal. Let's go crush the machines. Like, what, what is going to be the conflict that is going to have any reason for him to to be back? Well, and then the, the, tr- the, the Ar- Trinity thing, I agree, is is, is a significantly larger barrier. Yes. I have something here about Trinity, but also um, the architect does say that the peace will last as long as it can. So they may reach a point where the machines are like, wait, why the fuck are we doing this? Like why, 
Why are we letting them? We also, it could be the humans that are their own downfall. We don't know what the power structure is going to be like. We don't know um, if, uh, I, I don't know why they're, ca well, Lawrence Fishburne won't come back, which is such a fucking bummer because he- Wait, is that confirmed? Well, he has said that he won't. I don't know. They're apparently searching for a young Morpheus. Oh, that's bananas. I know. And I don't know how the fuck that's going to work because he is, you can't have, I mean, the Matrix is is Morpheus as much as it is Neo. 100% agree with that. Because he is the one who believed all along, him and the Oracle. Um, and, you know, I always loved that we never knew what the Oracle told him. Yep, that's we, fair. We never knew what the Oracle told him. Uh, okay, so here's another here's another one um, from the same article that I'm going to have to find the thing to because I feel super tacky about just ripping them off. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's really shitty. Um, one of the core ideas of the Matrix trilogy was the separation of body and mind. Subscribing to, here's a, some St. John's for you, Descartes' idea of dualism, while at the same time aiming to progress beyond that by leaving the body behind altogether, which is what happens with Neo at the end of Revolutions. Many works of science fiction have focused on the idea of uploading your consciousness into a machine and being able to live on beyond your physical form. And it's entirely possible that both Neo and Trinity do exist somewhere with the Matrix and can be transformed, transferred back into new physical bodies explaining why they've aged now maybe when she died since she was in the machine city maybe the machines were like maybe they plugged in i don't know i mean they're gonna have to i i, I think that for people like us we might have to i don't know swallow some stuff because it's bringing trinity back is 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 roof i'm not sure how they're gonna do that she had a thing like it was she went like wash serenity style where that thing went through her her uh abdomen didn't it like yeah they they both had i i guess the always the scary part of these fourth movies is that they always come you know 10 or 15 years after the trilogy is completed when you feel like these characters have finished in the most you know in most cases like a a complete arc of some kind and like you can see it with indiana jones you could see it with Bourne. Like, it, they have to do such a bullshit leap to justify why this character is suddenly back that you're like, yeah, but this kind of already finished to my satisfaction. Like, what? Like, yes. Th there's no, there's no conflict that I have interest in anymore because you already told me that the prior conflict had all these amazing stakes that I was invested in. Those wrapped up, and now you're trying to like convince me that there's more to this. I mean, it's. It's I think why so many of these fourth ones flop so badly. In in preparation, I tried to think through and, and research what other fourth movies have been successful. The you know the the you'd hard to say that there was a that there was a kind of uh, serialized story between Die Hard, but Die Hard Four at least kind of brought a lot of the things that people kind of liked back. But it was more of a comic book than it was any relation to the original Die Hard, and that's a shout out obviously to Dan as Damn I think you. Die Hard gets it up. Damn I think, you I think for Die bringing gets, up Die Hard. I think Die Hard gets referenced <laughs> on every on every pod. So, Die Hard uh, and the Godfather. Yeah, so that's the Die Hard shout out for that's like the the Wilhelm scream for this pod. So I, I check mark for Die Hard. Uh, so anyway, I, I think it's just it's you're right. I, I don't think you can beat ourselves up on 
how's the story going to work? I think the important part is Keanu, the Wachowski, well, not the Wachowskis, Lena Wachowski, I guess. And then to me, it would be getting Lawrence Fishburne. So I think if you got those people involved, you're, you're probably going to be as good as you can be. Now, it's, is it going to match anything we've seen? Probably not, but at least you're on the right foot. Okay. Well, we'll have the we'll have the OGs back in terms of uh, our our stuntmen. Our I mean the guys that uh, David um, and Chris Chris uh, who did the uh, who did John Wick. They're gonna they're like we are to- we will totally come back and be stuntmen and choreographers. You know for this like absolutely we're down. Um, I think. I think this is one of two things and, or it could be a little of both. I think the more likely is that they're playing up on the, and I had to laugh because I saw it in an article, the Keanuissance where he is hot now. So they're like, shit, he's hot. Let's make some money. We made $1.6 billion off of him before. Let's make some more money off of him. Uh, the other is that Lana has Lena, Lana, um, had, uh, has had something that she's wanted to do and has been waiting for the right time. And maybe she couldn't get anybody to give her any money. Cause Keanu was not hot until John wick and even John wick. It took a little bit of time and people were like, wait a minute, this is good. I like this. I want more of this. And then it just, now he's just blasted into, you know, like the hero of the world. Um, she talks about how, uh, there are a lot of ideas that she and Lily explored 20 years ago that are even more relevant now. And she thinks that, um, she can really make those happen in a way that they couldn't before. And, um, also they're talking about, um, it says one of this, uh, piece from somewhere again, I'm Jesus Christ, man, I'm really down on the yeah you're plagiarizing the night but that's I'm all right pla- this is this is the night of plagiarism but i will definitely nope i got it this is from vox okay this is from vox and written by aya romano thank you aya um she says one of the most compelling themes that has emerged around the matrix since the film's release two decades ago is its resonance as a metaphor for trans identity given that both of its creators have since transitioned Uh, then there's also, I don't know if you've heard about this. I'm sure you're rolling your eyes. There's the appropriation of the famous blue pill, red pill metaphor by the misogynistic men's rights movement as a symbol of waking up to the truth about the evils of feminism. Um, which I have, which I have seen and I think is just fucking ridiculous. Yep. And I don't think that anybody with a brain takes that shit seriously. Um, no, but it is what it is. I mean, anytime somebody can ruin something cool, they'll do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're, I think you're you're, and it raises a, a valid point. And and again, you, you kind of can't worry about this thing until it until it comes out. There, there's kind, you know, you can only, kind of only be excited about it because you're just guessing. But it, it you know, the time and place they they struck at the perfect time. Yep. Obviously, 1999 was absolutely a loaded movie year. Um, oh my but, god, no shit. So we'll have to tackle 99 here in a second, but like they struck, <laughs> they struck when like nobody, not only was the story fucking badass, but like, you know, they perfectly kind of nailed 
the peak of you know human civilization of the 90s. No one had seen the action before. No one yep. had seen that type of filming before. So like it was this big mix of first times. And you wonder now, to your point, like the environment now, there's there's it's it's much less of a new idea to be like, holy shit, maybe I'm being lied to on a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know, people are are taking things from the movie and and um, and twisting them in, in in ways that nobody finds attractive anymore. With the red and blue pill, to your point, like right. the certainly when you look at action and um, and CGI and stuff, like Jesus, you, you we've gone 25 Marvel movies since the Matrix came out. Like, there's not going to be much from a visual standpoint that's going to impress anybody. So it's 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 going to be an interesting challenge as far as like it's it's novelty, uh, which I think is something that. Uh, it didn't lean on. It was just what it had. I mean, it's just like no one had ever seen anything like it. And so every yes. time you were watching a Matrix, you're like, I'm going to see something I've never seen before. I don't know if they can if so, they can do it, rock and roll, but I don't know. So they have, yeah. So to your point, they have a really big hurdle to to leap. Um, they need if it if they want to reinvent something here. If they want to, you know do what they did in 99. Now it could be a good or a bad thing that neither of the sisters are writing it. They've given it to their, they've given it to two guys who wrote for uh sense eight. Did you watch sense eight when it was out? No, I didn't see it. It's really good. It's bonkers. It's really good. Um, but we've got Alexander Heyman and David Mitchell. Mitchell wrote, the novel Cloud Atlas, which they, which the Wachowskis turned into a feature length film, which did not do well. Um, but I've heard that the novel's good. And um, Heyman has just, he's only directed one movie, only written one movie. Um, so I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if maybe giving it to these guys and being like, hey, y'all are young cool guys and you've written for a TV show, maybe see if you can reinvent one of the most important movies ever made. Yeah. And I stand uh, I, by I that. I a hundred percent agree with you. And I don't, I would be shocked if anyone argued otherwise, uh, as it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best movie of all time, but no. on the, imp on the important scale, uh, you'll be hard pressed to find another movie that, yeah, um, I mean the you know, whole it's, it's like, 365 filming and all that. Like the, you know, I mean, I'm just I'm thinking right now of Trinity. That first time we see her and she jumps up and that camera tur like spins around and we're all just like, what the fuck? Like that was. Oh yeah. Just oh, when when bonkers. when Agent when Agent Smith uh, says to the cop, he's like, uh, "Your men are already dead." It's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, we will have to we'll have to go back to first impressions in '99. But I do think uh, I do think the, the Wachowski, even if it's a single Wachowski involvement, is your best hope. I, I guess I don't, you know, it, you, it's it's I'm sure it's not coincidence that it's during the the Keanu science here, but I'd also be hard pressed to feel like if at any point somebody, I guess Keanu being most importantly had been like, I want to do matrix four that Warner brothers wouldn't have been like, okay, great. Let's do it. Like this, this could have happened in uh, 2010 or 2014. And in regardless of John wick or the fact that Keanu is so big now, surely they would have been like, we're so desperate for redo properties 
this is our biggest, I don't know what Warner Bros. list is. I'm sure one of their biggest properties they have. If Keanu went and was like, I'm in again, my feeling is Keanu didn't want to do it. They had to basically convince him would be my guess. Um, that's possible. But then again, Keanu is doing uh, Bill and Ted. Bill and so Ted. Exactly. exactly. I don't think, I think he does. The, my, my take from this man and the stuff that I've read about him is he does what makes him happy. And, uh, that in like for his whole life, like that's just what he does. If it makes him happy, like he had some, I was just in tears, uh, some make a wish girl in, in Jersey, this little girl, her favorite movie was Bill and Ted's and he flew her down to Louisiana where they're filming and, you know, she got the whole star treatment and I'm like, this guy is one of the biggest stars in the world. He doesn't have to do this shit. And there are a lot of times that I've read where Make-A-Wish people can't get stuff done because movie stars are like, fuck off, dying kid. I don't care. But that's not him. He is, I think he's very much, um, he's kind of Jason Momoa style. Maybe it's the Hawaiian thing. I don't know. It's this like, live your life and be happy. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's The Rock. It's Jason Momoa. Yeah, it's just like positivity uh, brings a lot more energy to negativity. So, I mean, it's, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's, the build is going to get even crazier, uh, as we go. And I can't imagine what it's going to be like when that first trailer drops. I mean, I remember when the first reloaded trailer came and I was, Oh my God, I was so fired up. Like I couldn't believe it. You and I spent, and I remember I, I have a clear memory of sitting at my computer in my super shitty apartment um, on message boards with you. We were going through, we were analyzing the books that were on his shelves. We were like, okay, do you see that he's reading this book? It's written by this philosopher and he talks about this. What do you think that means for this next? Like we were fucking crazy (laughs) about what everything meant. And like I said, like I've said on a past podcast, that was disappointing for us in a way because we had built up this amazing, I think, uh, mythology that... I almost want to call the Wachowskis and be like, excuse me, my brother and I really have worked up something great for you that you're, you're welcome to use. Um, yeah. And maybe don't leave so many clues that seem like clues that aren't clues if you're not going to use them. Um, yeah. But back to your point, you were saying uh, about them, the Wachowskis doing it. I don't know if you know Zach Penn, uh, who specializes in superhero movies. He was going to do... A, a Matrix reboot in uh, I want to say 2015 or 2017 I can't remember and it was going to have Michael B. Jordan okay now I think that would have been a huge fucking disaster because while I absolutely am pro Michael B. Jordan in everything he wants to do like he could you know be in my kitchen right now just slicing bread and i'd be like michael b jordan um but i don't think anyone who's who was not involved in the original matrix movies needs to be trying to make a matrix movie i think that's a bad idea i think that's fair and i do think your 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 thought about them using this as a kickoff point for yet another fucking 
property universe is is 100 right. They, they will they will definitely try to set this thing up to either roll into a streaming show, roll into whatever else. Like they'll set this up. So you just have to hope that they can focus enough on telling a story around Neo that is still compelling. Um, because I'm sure their eyes are on the prize of like, let's build, you know, our Marvel empire with the matrix, which I think we all thought could have happened after the first one. Uh, yes. and then when they did it, we were like, Oh shit, I don't care about any of these characters. Like I, I kind of only, <laughs> I only care about Morpheus and Neo and, and Trinity. Like, you know, so it was really hard. I think that, that was the, one of the things I struggled so much with, with two and three is like spending all this time with, Link and his family. I'm like, I no, don't I care hated, about I hated you. Link. I hated his wife, the stupid kid. I was like, I don't care about you guys at all, at all. I didn't like that the whole thing came down to like his wife, you know, like trying to get to the guns and doing all this shit. I'm like, do you understand that no one gives a shit about you? I don't give a shit about you. Now, I understand that this is like human. They're trying to show the humanity you know, versus the machine or whatever. But like, that is not why I am here, woman. Now, I personally, and I, I loved the Reloaded far more than you did. I still, I will watch Reloaded any day of the week because for me, first of all, I get Merovingian time, which always makes me happy. Um, and the fight scenes are electric. They're absolutely incredible. Um, that scene where, uh, he's fighting all the Smiths and he gets the pole and like does oh, the spin I, around. Huge, oh, oh my yeah, God. Huge, I'm still a massive reloaded fan for sure. I, and, I, and look, there's even parts of revolutions. The, the final fight with Neo and, and Smith and revolutions yes. is like a work of art. Like it's very, it's very, very cool. So no, don't get me wrong. I, uh, I love reloaded. I think it did all of the things we thought it would, as far as kind of, building on the mythology right. uh, and then revolutions came around and everyone's like, Oh, we've kind of just turned this into a bunch of characters, you know, in tank tops shooting guns at, at the Sentinels. Like <laughs> I've, I've kind of lost, I've kind of lost what made the matrix special. Uh, Put on a bra, of, you hippie. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just like you, you <laughs> minimize Morpheus to just like standing around in a tattered sweater. And it's like, what, you know, what are we doing here? So yeah, it, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm all in, uh, but I'm very, I'm very intrigued and I don't, I haven't seen anybody thus far. And granted, we just got the announcement. It's interesting, you know, the announcement happened when all that Spider-Man, Sony and Marvel stuff happened. Oh, and if you yeah. looked at like, if you looked at Twitter, the first 10 trending topics were some combination of Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Marvel and Sony. And like number 11 is like, uh, they announced matrix four. And so, you know, Warner Brothers must have been sitting there going, God damn it. Like this whole Spider-Man thing has blown up on the <laughs> no. day you like surprise announced Matrix 4. Explain to me, I because I don't give a shit about Spider-Man, what happened? Yeah, so I've never been a huge Spider-Man guy, but I've always underestimated that I think he's effectively the equivalent of Batman for a lot of people. Like people Ugh. are diehard spider-man fans and i have never quite been there i've always been an x-man or a batman guy but There's the point been like of it is five of them for god's sake right so what happened was uh when marvel was bankrupt in the i don't gosh what it was end of the 90s they sold off all their biggest properties to, to stay afloat so they sold spider-man to sony they sold x-men to fox uh they sold their biggest properties away oh. and so 
Fox, I mean, um, Fox started making their X-Men movies, which in the early going were massive hits. Uh, obviously, Hugh Sony Jackman. made the Toby exactly. To, uh, Sony made the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, which were gigantic hits. Uh, and that's what was so interesting about the beginning of Marvel as we know it is they had to basically build this empire on secondary characters. I mean, the first the first movie was Iron Man, which was like a very secondary character, right? Because they had no rights to use their primo characters, X Men or Spider Man. Right. So in order to for Sony to maintain the character. They have to make a movie every certain number of years. So if you remember when they did the Andrew Garfield ones, everyone's like, well, hold on, we're rebooting this? Didn't we just see Spider-Man 3? And the reason <laughs> for that was they had to keep making it to maintain rights to the character. Oh. So though, those did not do as well. Now, so any Spider-Man movie prints gold bars, but like it didn't do as well. And eventually, I think there was enough pressure. And of course, on all those emails were linked from Sony when they were basically begging people to save Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, that Marvel, now part of the Disney empire and running its own empire, was like, why don't we go halvesies on this? We'll basically pay. I think they paid half the production. And we'll, most importantly, we'll give you our superstar, Kevin Feige, to help produce this. And we'll bleed Spider-Man into the Marvel universe. Of right. course, everyone loses their mind. Uh, he shows up in Civil War, which is a massive hit. He becomes he a Tony own... Stark. Uh, you know, he and you got Tony it. Stark have the whole thing. and You got it. And his first movie is a big hit. Everyone's fucking thrilled. Yeah. Uh, yep. The second one is a, is a giant hit as well. It's the biggest It's the biggest movie, in, I think, in Sony's history. Well, plus and then Tom now... Holland is so fucking adorable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does great. So they, like, all, all accounts, they kind of nailed what people liked. Yeah. And then it came out that basically... Disney was like, we're going to renegotiate these terms. This is going to be like a 50-50 deal. We saved your ass. And Sony's like, go fuck yourself. Now we're cooking. We don't need you. And so Sony's taking him away from the Marvel Universe again. So that's what everyone was freaking out about. Oh, no. So all the fans are like, you, we just got this fixed. And now he's going right back to being in Sony isolation. So no more interaction with the Avengers. No more interaction with any. He is an Avenger. How can he not be an Avenger? Not anymore. He won't be. Oh, for fuck's sake. Boys and their toys. I swear to God, I don't understand it. I mean, I remember when the Avengers came out and people were like, these, and you're, and, and now I understand. They were like, these are not even the, like, good Avengers. And I'm like, well, I think the Hulk's probably a good adventure. I'm going to say Captain America's probably a good Avenger. Black Widow, I don't really get, and I don't definitely don't get the dude with the, with the <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I mean, I love obviously the. I love Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner. I love Jeremy Renner. Like, who doesn't love Jeremy Renner? But like, he shoots arrows, man. Like, yep. What kind of adventure are you? Um, yeah. And I go on record, although my husband, who is not here, and so he can't say anything. I love Captain Marvel, and I don't care what anyone says. No, it was a big hit, and I'm sure Dan is cringing at this uh, ten minute explanation for a the Spider Man uh, Sony Marvel. No, fight. he's so apolog- geeking out. Dan. No, he's no, geeking out that he that. doesn't get to be a part of it, and he's also incredibly proud that somebody else knows this because he knows I sure as shit don't because I don't well, care. I'm, I'm sure there's somebody listening that's that knows more accurate details as to this battle. But long story short. That's what kind of buried the the Matrix Four news 
um, Shit. on the on the day that they launch. So any all things at the end. Back to our back to our uh, the subject at hand with Matrix. Uh, welcome back I to our think, podcast about Spider Man. Yeah, How do you feel yeah, about it? Welcome, welcome <laughs> to our podcast detailing the inner workings of a Sony and Disney battle over a character none of us even like that much. <laughs> Who wants to see a Spider-Man reboot? We'll put a poll on Twitter. <laughs> I did love seeing, uh, listen, I, like I said, I don't give a shit about Spider-Man and I never have, but I do love uh, Zendaya. I think she's so fucking cute and I love seeing her in everything, including Euphoria. And so, you know, I'm sad that that's a thing that's for her. Cause I like, I like for people that are talented and whatever to do well. I, that makes me happy. Uh, I think they're still going to be paid handsomely. I think everyone's no, just worried that it's 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 losing the the people that made the right decisions. Uh, but anyway, okay. So uh, back to the Matrix. Back so to the, the Matrix. So the Matrix got screwed on their on their announcement. Yep. And we're going to find out more, or we won't. I mean, maybe they'll you know keep it all keep it all tight to the vest. I mean, I encourage everybody listening to watch the animatrix which is one of the greatest things to come out of the matrix um in general i personally feel like i i absolutely loved the animatrix i loved that they, that you got to see uh the beginnings of everything and in all these different ways that they were told you got to see where that really stupid annoying boy came from um and it was such a clever way to do it instead of having just a cheesy uh, prequel. Cough, yeah, cough, I thought... cough, cough, uh, fucking Star Wars. Um, don't do a prequel. Do an Animatrix. Yeah. And I thought the two the two that tied most closely to the story that kind of uh, explain, frankly, they are prequels, I hate to say, but explain how the machines came to be what they are it does kind of make you feel like, well, the humans kind of fucking deserve this. Like it, it does make you less interested in cheering for all these people in Zion that you're like, you guys kind of did this yourselves. Like this, this wasn't a, that's always you, know, you only have yourself case. to blame. No, no. I mean, yeah. that's literally always going to, we know that's going to happen when the singularity happens. It, we will fuck every, we are the most, uh, we're parasites and, and, uh, it's it's only a matter of time before Earth rids herself of us. I okay, this is gonna this is gonna crack you up. I was watching a live stream with Lizzo last night and she was like <laughs> she was someone's like, What do you think of global warming? And I'm like, listen, can you leave the girl alone? Like, does she really have to talk about climate change on a fucking Instagram live stream? And she's like, uh, frankly, I think that She's like, what happens when you get a virus or a bug? You get a fever and you get hot and try to kill the bug. And she's like, we're the bug. The earth's going to live. The earth's going to keep going. It's just like, you're really fucking me up and I need you to get, I need you to go away. And she's like, so if we want change, we have to do it. But like, uh, it's not going to happen. What is that noise? Oh, sorry. No, I had to. I had to step out to open the door for a second because it's so goddamn hot in my bedroom. Oh, okay. Keep going. I'm listening. Oh no, she was just saying like, you can't. 
you everyone talks about like they're they're like global global she's like you got to do it just by your own self stop thinking globally and think like locally and that kind of stuff but i was like damn lizzo bring in the truth like it is the truth uh who is it uh uh smith says we're a virus it's the truth i mean um I have no doubt that when AI becomes for like a real thing that it, that, that we're all going to get fucked over because we will, we will have, we'll treat them like shit. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I think I assume mother nature will take care of that long before we solve AI to the point that they can, uh, that they can, you know, that's true. Go, go to go Skynet on us. But this, this raises an interesting, uh, pivot of, of subject. If you, if you don't mind, of course, not. uh, uh, what what is your favorite? So two questions for you around the Matrix. Uh, favorite quote and favorite scene because I might have gone with Smith's speech about virus as my favorite quote from the Matrix. Yeah, where he talks about you, the stink and uh, yeah, it's no, the smell. It's the smell. Yeah, he's no. like there's there's he's like you every other uh, creature on earth and god damn it I should have I should have read it out because it's Dude, so much I'm gonna, better. Dude, I'm going I'm going to put it in. I'll put it in. Just give it hang on. Oh, perfect. Pause pause for just a second. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. Okay, so there it was. There was the speech. Okay, so that's that speech when he delivers perfectly that everything else finds a balance except humans who go show up somewhere, absorb, multiply, use all the resources. And then it's only means of survival is to move to somewhere else. And he's like, there's only one other, uh, there's only one other creature or being that does this and it's a virus. And it's yep. just, I mean, it just turns the knife on you. It's just like, For you're sure. absolutely right. <laughs> Absolutely. And he's like, we are the cure. And it's like, good for you, man. Shit, we should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. It is, uh, we, um, I mean, think about it. We have air conditioning because we can't bear to be outside. I laugh when people, so for those of you who don't know, I used to, I used to uh, chair um, a charity that provided uh, equine therapy for uh, kids and adults with special needs. And unfortunately it, it had to disband due to um, ownership of the barn. But we made a point not to blanket our horses uh, in the winter because guess what? Horses grow coats for the winter because they are used to being outside. 
and people who shave their dogs, you don't need to shave your dog. You shouldn't shave your dog. You're making it worse. Your dog is perfect. It has evolved perfectly. And it is the coat that it has keeps it both cool and warm, depending on what temperature it's in. Humans are the only ones who are like, I'm cold, turn the heater on, and then we're blasting shit out into the atmosphere from the heater. Or I'm hot, turn the AC on. Um, we're the ones that that have to make the environment adapt to us as opposed to the other way around. Um, for my favorite quote... Fa favorite quote, favorite scene. Let's hear it. Oh, fuck off if you should have given me more time um all right well how about i'll go i'll give a couple examples of mine and and, and you can you can think while i'm talking all right so i would say uh certainly the virus speech uh i think you think that's air you're breathing and then his little if from morpheus yes. when the dojo might be might be my favorite that was a time i remember in the theater that people like gasp because people were like I'm I'm totally lost down this rabbit hole at this point, um, and I think Trinity's dodge this uh, are probably my three favorites, um, and then I think scenes. I think Matrix has my all-time favorite action sequence, which begins with the Morpheus escape, where Neo comes down with a chain gun and the helicopter, blows all the the windows up, kills all the agents. Morpheus runs, they shoot him in the leg, he dives, he's not going to make yep. it, catches him, they carry him off, and that music's going, music's going, and, you know, Neo lands, grabs the rope, and then yeah, that, that dun, shot dun, of, dun, 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 yeah, exactly, and yeah. exactly, and the, the helicopter hits and ripples, and, and it just goes, and it, it shows the shot of whoop, Trinity, whoop, 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 psh, psh, yeah, psh, psh. Yeah. And then that shot of Trinity flying forward right when the music hits and the whole thing's blowing up behind her. That's the coolest sequence, probably in action movie history. I get, I, I rewatch it every time. I would say that's an impossible one to beat. But I will say Morpheus's first fight with Smith, I think, is probably the most important for me in the movie because it's, it's the time that you're like, shit. Like Morpheus is going to lay this on the line and basically be like, I'm going to do the one thing I told you never to do, which is fight an agent to save your life. Yep. And even then you see like Morpheus is still a fucking badass. He still gets some shots in on him. But at, that's the point when you realize we're completely fucked if an agent's around. You like, can't. Yeah, you he, literally you will not win. You will not. Yeah. So those those are my two favorite scenes. And then uh, those are my favorite quotes, I think. Okay, well, if we're talking about just the Matrix, just the original, the OG Matrix. Just the original. I loved, and it's just the, it's the hippie woo girl in me. I love the little boy with the spoon. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. There is no spoon. And then he's like, uh, oh, how does he put it? You'll see it's you that bends, or it's not the spin, spoon that bends, it's you. Yeah. I love that. I That made me go, oh. Yeah, of course. And it's obviously become like a pop culture icon with there is no spoon. Like, what? Do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. 
Instead, only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon. There is no spoon? Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. And then, of course, in Reloaded, when that somebody, you know, they come running and they're like, somebody wanted you to have this and it was a spoon. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Um, yep. I I also love the the virus speech. I think that's fantastic. Um, I, I, the Oracle is amazing because when she says, don't worry about the vase and he knocks it over and she's like, what's really gonna like, yeah, <laughs> what's really gonna something pickle, like, like tickle your pick, pickle your whatever is, is thinking, you know, did you knock it over because I told you or was it, was it going to happen anyway? Yeah. And, she says, would you, would you have knocked it over if I hadn't said anything? Yeah, exactly. And I loved that. I was, the Oracle blew my mind, uh, regularly. Um, best fight for me. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, uh, when they when they get Morpheus out and, uh, Neo realizes like he's like I'm going to sacrifice myself for Morpheus um but I'm still going to fucking try. I'm still going to fight and like Morpheus says he he's realized who he is. Um but I don't know. I also I love when he's reborn and he fights Smith and just the sheer anger and frustration uh, on Smith's face that that face that only uh only Hugo Weaving, only can, Hugo do. Weaving can do that <laughs> er, that er face and he's just like er, and and Neo's just like fl- like like you know checking his nails like checking the time on his watch and oh just I mean flipping I'm, I'm a hundred percent doing my one arm Miss, uh, uh, I'm Agent doing Smith it block right, right now. I'm doing it too right now. I'm just like flip, flip. <laughs> yeah, flip, I'm definitely doing flip. it. I'm definitely doing it right now while I'm looking at yeah. the Yeah, and I love when he kicks and very slowly just twists his leg and then puts it down. Just, just like, yeah, that's, yeah. You know what? What do you want? Bring it on. Let's have it. Like, there's, there's just nothing. There's nothing like the first Matrix. There never, there never will be. And I, uh, I mean, if you have to remember that scene also, like the Sentinels are tearing the ship apart and like, she's, she's talking to him while he's dead. And we're like, Oh my God, hurry up. And it's like, literally the, the tentacles are ripping the ship apart. He, uh, she goes now get up. And he gets up and goes and fucking wastes the agents. Yeah. And then he's like super happy with himself. And she screams. And she's like, Neo! Neo! And he like runs back to the phone. Yeah. Right as it comes up. I mean, right it's as just the EMP. a killer moment. Yeah. Right as they, oh, that's another quote that I love. Another quote that keeps running through my head. And I don't know why is, um, uh, and I, I'm so bad with names. I don't know why. Uh, the bad guy. Uh, who's, Cypher. Cypher. Thank you. 
when Cypher goes, yes, who I fucking love, when he goes, I don't fucking believe it. And he's like, uh, believe it or not. Believe it or not, you piece of shit. You piece of shit, you're still going to fry. And then just, I love that moment. And I love that quote, believe it or not, you piece of shit, you're still going to fry. And then spits on him. And I'm like, dad, that is fucking right. Like, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. She, yeah, that's right. Because at that point, you're like, we're screwed. Yeah, and Cypher's, yeah. Uh, you know, unplugging everyone, and he goes, "I don't believe it. I believe no. it or not." He's oh, like, "That's a killer moment." I all you hear, that. all you hear is, "I don't believe it," and you don't know what he's talking about. And then you see him go, "I don't believe it," and there he is. And uh... no, I don't believe it. <laughs> Believe it or not, you piece of shit, you're still gonna burn. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. Agreed. Um, and how? What? Uh, also, Cipher, I thought was. Um, I thought he was so per- first of all perfectly cast and second of all he was an excellent example of what a majority I personally think a majority of humanity would how they would feel they'd be like I'm sorry I have to live in what and eat what and do what I was actually fine um can you plug me back in like I totally. don't I don't think I I have gone on record, maybe not on this podcast, but I've gone on record many times uh, with with people saying that I am not a post-apocalyptic girl. I'm not. I'm going to find out where the bomb is coming from, where it's going, and I'm going to be there to be evaporated because I'm not going to be driving around with one arm and fucking uh, oil on my face uh, Charlize Theron style. That shit just <laughs> Furiosa. Ain't, yeah, I'm no, there. Ain't, ain't gonna be no Furiosa for me. I'm not doing that shit. Forget it. I want to be evaporated. I want to go on to the next whatever. I'm not doing it. And so I think that he was so well written because I guarantee that there were people that were released that were like, "Oh shit, this totally. is what it is." okay not what i wanted not what i thought but i guess i'm here now and i have to not wear underwear and uh have a giant hole in the back of my head have a giant hole in the back of my head oh i also love the uh this is not the matrix this is reloaded but i love when um the chancellor or whatever he is uh, when he takes Neo to the um, yeah, engi- the like engineering the... part, and he's like, "It's yep. interesting. We can't live without these machines. Like, but we can turn them off. But we, he's like, we can turn them off. We can, yeah. He's like, we can turn them off. And he's like, yeah. But then we would die. So, what do you do? So that's what that's what revolutions at the end of revolutions with the oracle. That's literally the oracle's like entire existence. She's like, we can do it together. We can exist together. She's mom. The architect is dad. She's like, come on. And the architect's like, God damn it. You're too sentimental. Yeah. We had it fine. We had a few. We had these cycles where we just go in and we let them think they're being 
um, heroes and then they die off and we start over again. It's fine. Just why do you have to mess with it? And she's like, because they weren't being given free will. So it's a yep. very God thing, you know, there, I mean, people that don't believe in God don't want to, don't want to think about it that way. But I think it's very, uh, it's very much about people having free will. If they want to be unplugged, they can be unplugged if they want to stay in. And I also think it's super interesting that uh, in the first movie, Smith's like, we tried to give you what you always wanted. We, we gave you yeah. a perfect world and you were like, we lost m crops, like, like massive crops were lost because you rejected the program. And that's so yeah. interesting to me that we don't like a perfect world. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't trust this shit. Where's my pain? Yeah, it's just like it, those are all the little details of I think the Matrix world that I think you and I probably both found so interesting, and and what made it so much fun to rewatch is that you, yes. you know, you you pick you pick up more and more of it each time, and I think you know again for all of its faults, I think Reloaded built on it really well, and I think one of the things that is always fun about those Matrix movies, I guess, is that they did such an interesting job with um, with kind of unique characters building the world. So the key maker, uh, the Merovingian, the train man, like there's the, yes. the Oracle, like there's yes. all these, there are all these Persephone. programs. Even, yeah. Even the ghosts. Right. And it's like, yep. the explanation is anytime you've ever heard of something like a vampire or a ghost, it's a program. It's, it's acting like it shouldn't be acting. And it's like, Oh fuck. All right. Like, I that know. Really makes sense. Like I, I get this now. Like that's a super fun the cat, idea. Yeah, the cat when you have a uh, deja vu. Deja vu, it's exactly. Something. I mean, that was really fucking cool. And I have yeah, those moments really sometimes fun. where I'm like, "Hang on, the Matrix is resetting," and Daniel will be like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Yeah, it's just. A, it was just. I mean, regardless of like a, a, a proper critique of the movie, it was just really smart and really fun. I mean, yes. it's kind of like. It's kind of like the way that I would look at Inception, where you're like, this is just a really fun explanation that everyone uh, of like a phenomena that everyone can relate to. Where like, yes. you know, in Inception, it's like, uh, you know, you can only get out of a dream if you die or you fall backwards, or you know, your your time in the dream world uh, is an hour, but in real life, it's only five minutes. You're like, oh, like this really checks out for like my experience with dreams, and you've built yes. on it in like a really fun way, like. That's kind of what this is, where you're like regular daily things are being explained to me in kind of a, a fun world that, that was, you know, that people wanted to explore. Uh, and I think that's why, you know, that's why it's probably the best foot forward for Matrix 4 is that like it is such a kind of, you know, I suppose there's a lot of things untapped that they could continue to explore. I just feel like I feel like Z Zion to me was a massive letdown. Uh, yes. I was so much more interested in in Smith and the matrix. And I think I was Zion against the machines. So I think it's just like, uh, I, you know, that'll be the part just coming full circle from our first, the part of the conversation is just like, what's going to be the compelling storyline. I don't think it can be humans versus machines. And I, no. I don't think they'll go there, but I think they're going to have to figure something else out. It could be humans living alongside machines. It could be, uh, you know, how do they, how do they work that? It could be, uh, Oh, Hey, here we go. It could pull in the politics of today and have it be like 
you know, down with machines, machine, you know, or down with humans, or well, machines aren't like that. They're more they they don't have emotions. Or it's but, people. It's people. To your point, that want to go back into the matrix, and you've got a bunch of people you freed that are like, "Fuck this!" Like we, we want to go back with the dudes that are saying we can be big time, you know, big time celebrities in the matrix. Like we're we're going to be the the you know Benedict Arnold's within Zion. So there's lots of things I feel like yes. they can explore. And you know, it, bottom line is I think it's as soon as that first trailer happens and that, you know, the, the zero and one hieroglyphics oh. in green come down the screen, people are going to fucking lose it. We'll be having another emergency podcast when that first trailer hits, because <laughs> you will be back for that for sure. Because uh, that shit's going to be um, out of control. And uh, I mean, it could, we could be like, oh shit. Or we could be like, oh shit. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's any way they mess up the trailer. As soon as they do that and you have the horns, like the, you know, like the waving horn sound, like it's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. people are going to be, and and of course they're going to have Rage Against the Machine. Like it's going to be awesome. I do love the, I do love the speech at the end too. When he's like, I know you're there. I know you can hear me. Uh, You know, I'm not going away. And then he puts the, the sunglasses on and just gives you that smirk and then yeah. shoots off. I'm like, what? I get chills talking about it. I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah. It was just, it was just such a fun movie experience. I mean, I must've seen it 10 times at some, you know, different parts of it after sneaking in there when you're at other movies and like, oh, yeah. you know, it never, it never gets old. It's a great it rewatchable doesn't. movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they nailed the, I know that there's kind of, casting what ifs to no end on this movie obviously will smith being kind of the most famous one but like they they obviously knocked the casting out of the park uh and it's you know otherwise to me uh, it's it's certainly on a short list if you you know if i had to name my top five movies of all time it's always going to be in there for sure i wonder if jada pinkett smith will come back uh i say that because one of the things that bums me out about jada pinkett smith as much as i uh like her as an actress and a person i saw her she's had so much work done i recently saw her in a a thing with her mom and she looks older than her mom which made me really sad i was like this is the bullshit that hollywood does to women is now a woman looks older than her mother and are they going to bring her back if they have a quote unquote young Morpheus? Cause she sure as shit isn't going to work well with that. Like that's not going to look good. That's not going to look right at all. Um, so I guess they have to find a young, you know, whatever. Why can't yeah, I remember anybody's could... names? No, but I mean, well, there's not, there's not a whole lot more characters that you have to, you know, that are consistent that, we'd have to really worry about you've kind of exhausted them at this point um, because you've, you don't have the Oracle anyway. Uh, you know, I, they're going to, it's, it's going to be surely mostly. We have the Oracle. Uh, they recast the Oracle. Remember? No, I know. But that's my point is like, what, what are we really holding on to from an actor or actor standpoint? Like, Oh yeah. You already had, you know, there's not many people other than Jada Pinkett that we, you could even remember. And I didn't especially like her role in the movie. So it, you know, yeah. it, I don't know. I mean, we're, We've we're guessing. We've got the angel. I guess the thing is that they, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're going to do some kind of fucking time travel thing. To your point, if he if he reawakens uh, and it's earlier in the in the chain or something, who you know, God knows. But I mean, Keanu, right now, especially when Keanu's teamed up with his buddies 
uh, you know, from John Wick and obviously from the original uh, trilogy, you got to feel like they're, you know, those are the right ingredients, I'd hope. I would, if there's anything different, exactly. If there's anything different, you'd be questioning it. But the fact that the gang's back together, like, I'm, I'm here for it. I think that uh, I, the only thing that I really, really am hoping for is at least a brief appearance from Lambert Wilson and Monica Bellucci, just because come on, it's the Merovingian and Persephone. I love them. And they never, they're never, he's never really explained. He's just, as he says, a trafficker of information. And it would be cool to see, maybe we get a little more explanation, know what it is that he does and why he's there and how he survives. Yeah, I mean it's good. It's like the the idea of rogue programs yes. was, I think, a very like a very interesting thing that wasn't introduced until Reloaded. And so, like that's when I thought one of the great parts of Reloaded is is like they make it where it's not just us versus the machines digging or us versus Smith. Right. It's like no, actually, you've got a lot of programs that are good and bad that are like, we don't want to fucking be part of this machine either. We're going to go do, do our own thing. And like, yes. obviously the Merovingian, again, it's just, it's just a unique approach to a character that makes it that much more memorable that, that, you know, that he's there, that he's got ghosts and vampires. Like it's just, it was just a really fun idea. I werewolves and yeah, he had werewolves. Um, I love when he says, uh, your predecessors had much more respect yeah, <laughs> I've like, out- okay. You have some skill. I I outlived your predecessors, and I will outlive you. Um, that's why people that are like, I don't. What are you talking about with like uh him being able to come back? And I'm like, they literally said it. Like he he can come back. He's come back. Although, like you said, the architects like concordantly, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, no, 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 no concordantly. Um, and then, of course, you just want to watch the Will, the Will Ferrell thing yeah, the from Will the Ferrell VMAs. Vis-a-vis, ergo. Vis-a-vis, ergo. Ergo, concordantly, vis-a-vis. You know what? I have no idea what the hell I'm saying. I just thought it would make me sound cool. It's so great. It was perfect. Uh, so all right, I think we I think we have uh come up with absolutely nothing because we are just excited about the Matrix 4 and we don't have any idea what they're going to do or how they're going to do it. We just know that we're excited about it. Yeah, we didn't really offer anything of value to the <laughs> listeners. Like there's Oh, I'm sorry. There's... No, that's actually not the point of this podcast. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Welcome to this podcast where we accidentally recorded a conversation between a sister and a brother about a bunch of bullshit. So I apologize to listeners that we probably didn't make you laugh. We didn't give you any new information. This is this is probably wasted over an hour of your time at this point. But uh, we certainly enjoy uh, enjoy talking about it. So uh, look forward to next week when we dive into Matrix 2 and the following week on Revolution. I think that that's actually something that we should definitely do. I have absolutely no problem with what we've done. It, it it fits in with what we do. If Daniel were here, he would be giving us um, really detailed information about like uh, directors and choreographers and that kind of stuff. And that's usually when I close my eyes and just let him talk because I find it super boring. But um, but he loves it and that's his thing. 
Uh, so, you know, we had something, we had a little, a little bit of fresh here. This is good. Plus we're recording with Skype for the first time. So God only knows how this is going to sound. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, to see if it works and if this program is worth buying, I'm trying something, a call recorder. Who knows? Who knows? This could have been just an hour of our time. Uh, and you <laughs> tricked me into a conversation of which I get no support or likes or reviews. <laughs> and you know my rule about that. Uh, I know. You know. I am not allowed to talk to you unless you get something out of it. That's correct. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I certainly appreciate uh, being invited to guest host. It was an honor to stand in for Dan. Uh, and yes. uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. I, you know, it's effectively impossible to join the regular pod because there's no movie I've ever seen that neither, that both of you guys, at least one of you has seen. So, uh, I'll only be able to pop in on bonus pods when we're talking about movies that literally the entire planet has seen. So uh, it, anytime you need to jump in on that, I can do it. But what is it that you're recording with us over Thanksgiving? I can't remember what what we were talking about. Well, I think we I think we might do a a, a John Wick deep dive to do both That's two and right. three. We're gonna do a John Wick deep dive, and uh, and Price will be here. It will be he will be mic'd up and. Uh, have headphones and everything, and it will actually sound, you know, good. Um, hopefully this didn't sound bad. I have no idea because I can't hear myself. Uh, for some reason, my headphones are not working, but apparently the mic is. So fingers crossed. Hey, um, amateur podcasting people, this is where this is where it happens. This is where it happens. <laughs> Don't, hey, I'm, I am getting paid uh, thousands of nothing to do this for you guys. So uh, enjoy. And, uh, you know, I feel I really feel like, honestly, as long as I have cactus music, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we could even just start making up live reads. I'll do a zip recruiter one, a male chimp one, and then we'll throw in one for cactus. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> fantastic. All right. All right. Well, uh, this was this was fantastic, and uh, you have been an excellent co-host. Uh, even whether you think you have or not, I I say you have, and this is my podcast, so I'm in charge. Also, I'm your big sister, and still in charge of you. Um, we will, again, we wish the best to Daniel's family. We love them very much and we love you very much, uh, the listeners, and we would love to hear your thoughts on Matrix 4 or 1 or Reloaded or Revolutions. You know, what do you think? Not seen this pod at gmail.com, not seen this pod on everything. And, uh, until next time. I think Until I'm, next time. I think we're going to have to let uh, Rage take us out because that's just really the only way. Let's go! <laughs> out!
Drop that 